This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, it is time for what I learned this week on TikTok. How it works, I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but it's because I learned such interesting but yet completely useless information. It's all I do. I'm a haven for useless information. So what we've done is we've crafted a little segment, and by we I mean I, where I will give a little airtime to the people working on the show today. It is uh, Julian, who is front and center, along with Harvey. And uh, I will give them four pieces of information, one of which is something that I actually learned this week on TikTok. The other, and it's true, it's a factual piece of information. The other three are completely made up. And they have to figure out what's real, what's fake, and it's called What I Learned This Week on TikTok. All right, so gentlemen, Harvey, it's been a while since you've uh, taken part. Julian is a regular competitor in this uh, segment. And I think at this point probably has taken uh, the most swings and had the most chances of anyone that's worked on any of the shows on what I learned on TikTok. So who's going to be batting leadoff for us? Who is going to be the uh, Brandon Nimmo? I won't be Brandon Nimmo, but I'll lead off. Okay. I'll I'll set this off here. Brandon Nimmo leading off the uh, Met game with a home run today. Mets had an early 1-0 lead. That lead has uh, gone by the wayside because Kode uh, Senga is uh, doing his Max Scherzer impersonation and uh, giving up some home runs himself. And the Cardinals lead the Mets 4-1. And I should also tell you, this is not what I learned on TikTok. This is what I learned from Harvey. Another segment that we don't go to nearly enough. Uh, the, uh, Met, uh, the Yankee game rained out. Doubleheader tomorrow. Maybe if the show extends a little bit later, we'll, we'll do uh, what I learned by, with Harvey. But right now, it's what I learned on TikTok. All right, so Harvey, you ready to go, my friend? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Uh, Number one, armadillos always give birth to six babies at a time, and half are always male and the other half always female. Number two, there's a section of the Berlin Wall in a bathroom of a casino in Las Vegas. Number three, NBA great Larry Bird owns an Oscar. Or number four, blood types taste different. So to recap, number one, armadillos always give birth to six babies at a time. Half are always male, the other half always female. Number two, there's a section of the Berlin Wall that's in a bathroom of a casino in Las Vegas. Number three, NBA great Larry Bird owns an Oscar. Or number four, blood types taste different. That last one is insane. Mmm. Oh, man. Okay, so three male, three now, female. Now, it's important to point out to both Harvey, since he's not played this in a while, and the audience, This, this, uh, we are going on the honor system here. There's other segments on other shows where looking things up is a standard operating procedure. Not here. Not this, There's an honor system here, and we respect that. So, Harvey. Uh, J- Julian is behind me, and I, I've clicked X on all my programs here. So. Okay, beautiful. That's what we're looking for, my friend. That's all I can ask. Oh, Are man. you feeling strongly about any of them? No. Really? Okay. And it's only because of my rust. You know, I'm not really able. I don't have enough film to study the opponent. Uh-huh. You can't practice this. No. So I'll just go with a simple one here. I'll go with Larry Bird having an Oscar. Okay. You going to lock that in, my friend? It's locked in. Much like Brandon Nimmo. No, you've not hit a home run. No, that's wrong. I, I just made that up. Larry Bird does not own an Oscar. 
Okay, here. Space Jam was not nominated. Sorry, not this year. It's a good movie, though. Yeah. Oh, man. So to, you want me to recap? Do you know them all? I'll no, them I do know them all. Armadillos, six babies at a time, every time, and half are male, half are female. A uh, section of the Berlin Wall is in a casino bathroom in Las Vegas, or blood types taste different. I'm going to go with the armadillo, three and three. Armadillos. Yes. Three and three. No, that's also incorrect. Uh, they, whenever they give birth, they give birth to all one or all the others, never half and half. And it's, it's almost always four babies, and it's either all male or all female. So that's also wrong. You know, just I'm going to go with, with the sick one. Just the, the blood types taste different. Locked in? That is sick. I don't know that anybody's tested it, but no, the blood types do not. <laughs> that, would be, that would be really weird. This tastes like an O positive. Is that AB negative? I love a good AB negative. No, the uh, the actual one is there is a section, an actual section of the Berlin Wall that is in a casino bathroom in Las Vegas. I'm not exactly sure how they came to own a piece of the Berlin Wall. I didn't know it was up for sale. Maybe that's an eBay thing where they ship you the wall. I don't know. But if you want to see the Berlin Wall, you can go pee against it. Uh, I don't think you pee on it, but you, you can urinate somewhere close by in Las Vegas whenever you're there. So much to do in Las Vegas. All right, Julian, you can't do much worse than Harvey. Let's let's uh, let's just put it out there right away. Are you ready, my friend? Ready as I'll ever be. Uh, so. As you'll ever be. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, I think Julian is on a little bit of a cold streak. He has he's done well in the past, but uh, not recently. I feel. Like. Yeah, last week wasn't too good. Not it was a bit of a rough one. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Number one, the canned meat spam got its name because it's an acronym for shoulder, pork, and ham. Number two, Wilford Brimley was once a bodyguard for Howard Hughes. Number three, Oscar Wilde, the author, was born on the same day as Halley's Comet was visible in 1835 and also died on the day that it was visible in 1910. Or the Guinness World Record, for broken toilet seats with your head in one minute is 35. So to recap again, the canned meat spam got its name because it's an acronym for shoulder, pork, and ham. Number two, Wilford Brimley was once a bodyguard for Howard Hughes. Number three, Oscar Wilde was born on the same day as Halley's Comet was visible in 1835 and died the day it was visible in 1910. Or... Number four, the Guinness World Record for broken toilet seats with your head in one minute is 35. So, to me, the spam one seems fake. Okay. Just off the bat. Oh, off the bat. Okay. Uh, the other three do sound pretty convincing, or at All least, right. like, partially there. All right. Especially that Guinness World Record, because there's always, like, just weird a weird one, sure. one that, yeah. like, no one has. Mm-hmm. Which now, thinking about it, I'm going to go with that one. The Guinness World Record here. Toilet seats, okay. Yeah. Locked let's, in. Let's lock it in. All right. No, that's incorrect. The actual record is like 55. It's even higher than that. Oh. To think <laughs> about, you can break. I don't know how you find out you're good at breaking toilet seats with your head. I'm, I'm assuming you don't really use your head for anything else, but I don't know. Wouldn't seem like it would be worth the effort just to get your, small, your name in a little small, tiny print in the book, but... 
different strokes for different folks. Yeah, that's an odd talent to discover. It's an odd that. talent to find out. It's like it's like uh, cliff diving. How do you find out you're good at cliff diving? I guess you do it once, and if you get back up, right? If you live, right? You, you're it's it's a lot clearer shot to find out you're bad at cliff diving. That one is immediately known. All right. So to recap. The canned meat spam got its name as an acronym for shoulder, pork, and ham. Number two, uh, Wilford Brimley wants a bodyguard for Howard Hughes. Or number three, Oscar Wilde, the author, born on the same day as Halley's Comet was visible in 1835, died the day it was visible in 1910. So out of the two left that I think are more truthful. Okay, you've, you've crossed off spam. You are yeah. not even going to consider spam. Despite how moment, this game generally goes, where you cross something that. off and then you go back to it, but you've crossed that one off. Wilford Brimley, Oscar Wilde. Yeah, I've been here a while and okay. I've decided spam's off. <laughs> Alright, you are off spam. Alright. Um, Interesting. So out of the two that I'm thinking, I'm going to go with Wilford Brimley. That Wilford like Brimley was once a bodyguard for Howard Hughes. It seems like something that could be true. Okay. The diabetes guy, yes. Yeah, let's lock it in. Locked in. Yes, that is actually correct. Wilford Brimley of Cocoon fame. He was once a Howard Hughes bodyguard. Doesn't I mean he's he's kind of intimidating looking. He was certainly very intimidating in the firm. Well, he's like the cleaner for the uh, the mob's uh, law firm. Where was that? South somewhere. Tennessee? I think it was in Tennessee. All right, very good job. Very nice job there, Julian. One for two. That's about as best as you can hope for. All right, so I have one more for you. Uh, let's see here. Which one do I want to go with? Is it this one or is it that one? Um, all right, I think I'll, I'll think it will do this one. Here we go. Uh, and again, it's still, it's still the same. Sometimes we shake it up with the last one, but this is still one true, three lies. Number one, there are more games on Roblox than websites on Google. Number two, the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for extra. Number three, the national anthem of Lithuania is palindromic, which means it plays exactly the same way forwards that it plays backwards. Or number four, there is a basketball court on top of the U.S. Supreme Court and is known as the highest court in the land. So again, to recap, number one, there are more games on Roblox than websites on Google. Number two, the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for extra. Number three, the national anthem of Lithuania is palindromic, which means it plays backwards exactly the same way it plays forwards. Or number four, there's a basketball court on top of the U.S. Supreme Court, and it's known as the highest court in the land. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Lithuania theme song. Okay. You're locked in with Lithuania. Interesting. Interesting. Is Julian is Julian going to stick with you? Is he going to go someplace else? As is the usual strategy, I'm going to mm. go someplace else. All right. Well, look, with the Harvey's track record, that's that's probably the best strategy. Uh, I'm going to go with the basketball cart on top of the Supreme Court. Interesting. All right. Locked in? Lock it in. All right. I can tell you. One of you has it correct. And Julian, yes, another strong round for Julian. He is all he is a home run or bust kind of guy. Yes, there is a basketball court on top of the U.S. Supreme Court, and it does have the nickname the highest court in the land. I don't so like that, this game. You do like this game. I'm not coming back. All right. 
Well, that is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now, because of this segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will turn our attention to football because in a mere 82 days, the NFL season begins. So no time like the present to run down some issues with the contract of Saquon Barkley. We'll do that next on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. People, the ESPN New York Beach Bash hits the Jersey Shore Friday, June 30th, Bar A, Lake Como, for two live broadcasts and appearances from DPH and Rothenberg, who will give away the All-American Ford Bronco. It all kicks off with Barton Hahn live at noon, followed by the Michael K. Show from 3 to 7 with giveaways for fans in attendance and music from the Moroccan Sheep Herders. And it's all brought to you by Patron Tequila, Stoli Vodka, BetMGM, All-American Auto Group, Calandra's Bakery, and Flight by Yingling. Oh, I love Calandra's. Calandra's Bakery. Oh, that bread, it's fantastic. And Flight by Yingling. You have to be at least 21 years of age, though, to enter. It It is a bar, after all, so... Um, yeah, looking forward to it. June 30th. Now, real go. quick, uh, Gordon. Yes. Um, I'm planning on going to this. Yeah. Not the craziest drive in the world. It's an hour and a half from me. Uh-huh. But are you going? I, I will be there. This is a Jersey event. The way Larry and I, I don't know if we've ever spoken about it. It's much like uh, the line that they used about Gary Maddox back in the day of uh, the world. Two-thirds of the world is covered by water, and the other third is carried by uh, Gary Maddox. Larry covers everything but Jersey. I cover Jersey. So I don't think Larry is going. He's certainly welcome. I'm not, I'm not shutting him out. He, I'd, I'd certainly be happy to, uh, to have him there, see him, and talk and do all those type of things, especially with some of our great sponsors. But uh, I, will, I, do, I do plan on being there. I do plan on uh, showing up. So You think uh, anybody will like, notice you or, or no, something? No, I don't think. No, not, no? Not, not a single person. And probably the most surprised people will be people at the station. Wait a sec. You? Oh, I didn't know you were coming. So there you go. Yeah, no, but the Beach Bash, uh, June 30th. So uh, so looking forward to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, we, I didn't get to get to it there during uh, what I learned on TikTok. There's so much. I mean, there's so much stuff that you go down the wormhole. We were talking movies earlier, the movie Victory. Have I said to you, Harvey, the movie the last American virgin. Would that would that ring a bell to you? Would, does that sound familiar? Is that something you've you've never heard of that movie before? No, um, I've never heard of it. I mean, there's other movie titles with the, the name Virgin in it, right? But not this one. The last American virgin. It's probably eighty two, eighty three. It's a long time ago that it came out, and it's not one of those. Uh, it's a coming of age movie. It's not one of those ones like Risky Business or something that uh, pops up on HBO from time to time. But that one showed up, the end of the movie, of the last, I don't want to give anything away, but the end of the movie, for a coming-of-age movie, it is the greatest swerve in maybe the history of, like, you can have movies that have great plot twists, like The Sixth Sense, oh, never saw that coming, or um, The Usual Suspects with Kaiser Soze. This one is right up there with them. The end of the movie, not just the way it, what is in the script, the way the director put it on the, on the script. Oh, my gosh. And I, I know what the ending was. 
And it, the clip came, I haven't seen it in a very long time. It's, again, not in a regular rotation someplace that you can see, but it should be. The message of the movie is timeless. It should be, it should almost be like, uh, what's the one that plays Christmas every time? Uh, 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 the Wonderful Life? They should, they should pick a day where the last American Virgin is shown somewhere just to get that message of the movie across. But I saw the, the, the way it was shot again. Again, the la- I would say maybe the last four minutes of the movie, nobody says anything. That's how good of a scene it is. The way it ends is class. It's one of the great endings of all movies of all time. So you're saying it still resonates to this day? Maybe more so. Maybe more. Because there's nothing said. It's just the actors acting. And the way it ends, my friend, I am not, I am not steering you wrong. And it, if they released that today, it would have to come with like a trigger warning because people would, would be outraged over the way it ended. It, it's still a gut punch all these years later. And it's, it's such a hard ending of it. Oh, wow. It's, it's, um, it's right up there, my friend. It, it, and I haven't seen it in so long. Wow. Still packs a punch. Still packs a punch. Whew. So if you get, I don't know where it is. I don't know where you can see it. I don't know where you can find it. It's going to probably be on one of these smaller streaming services. It doesn't feel like a, uh, an Amazon Prime vehicle, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll, I'll take a look in the break. But that one's, that one's a, a, a movie that every, uh, that every guy should see. Every guy should see. All right, uh, let's go back to the phones, shall we? 1-800-919-ESP. I've, I've wasted too much time in this segment to get into Saquon. one. Uh, let's go to Javier in Queens. Javier, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon, what's going on, man? I hope you're having a good weekend. Same to you, Javier. Um, before I get to my Nick point, uh, I mean, you're doing a great job. Your, your show is always incredible. Thank, Thank you very much, Javier. I appreciate it. Oh, True, oh, but anytime. I appreciate um, it. I don't know if you mentioned the usual suspects before, but I learned something funny on TikTok. Apparently, in the lineup, when they start cracking up when Benicio Del Toro was talking, mm-hmm. it's because he ripped like a disgusting fart. When interesting that scene, interesting all right he, you learn stuff all the time maybe we'll say that for yeah. what i learned on tiktok next week you never know now uh i mean i'm incredibly disappointed with uh Stephen a smith i know he's your colleague but i mean to put something out there like that it seems incredibly irresponsible um it's somewhat tampering like i mean why why say something like that like it's just i i, I really hate it um you know it's you know why would he do this is tyloo one of one of his very good friends you know, like, is, is that why? And is he not friendly with Tom Thibodeau? Like, Thibodeau's not a bad coach. He gets more out of his players than what people expect from them. Um, I, I think that's the mark of a good coach. He's not a great offensive-minded coach. I don't think that he, he, he sets them up with a lot of really great plays. But, he, you know, he outcoached in the first round. A bigger staff couldn't get out of his players what Tibbs was able to get out of his. And, and, and to me, I, I don't think that you should you – should, treat him in that way right now like yeah and i don't think i lose the answer he's a hand-picked guy from lebron james like how good are you if you're asked to come and sit down and watch lebron james coach his team like get out of here like i'm yeah. sorry yeah. i think, well, look, I think he's out of bounds with that. yeah look javier and, and thanks for the phone call and thanks for the kind words uh, steven's plugged in so the fact that steven says something like that i, I don't know maybe, maybe that was just something he was thinking about that he feels strong or, or maybe it's something that it, it bears watch Here's the thing with Tibbs. Tibbs does have your reputation of, uh, of his approach, wears thin after a short period of time, although it's not really true. 
you, you take a look. His time in Chicago, he was there for, I think, five or six years. And that was also during the t- I think he won like 50 games in his final season. Now, again, it does end and it, it, everything ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. But uh, even in Minnesota, he took over a team that had gone no place and and, and did get them to a, a higher level than they, they had been at that point. Now, again, it didn't go well. And I think him having the GM reigns there was the bigger issue. But there's always kind of felt like since Tibbs came here, that he has definitely the reputation of his approach wears thin after three years. If he has a year this year that's anything like this past year, if they're able to build on it, then there's no reason why Tibbs would go anywhere. And if he, if he has that kind of year this year, you're going to be talking about a contract extension rather than who's going to take over as the head coach. When you're an organization that has had as much instability and as much failure as the Knicks have had over the last decade to now have a coach that has at least established some level of production, some level of success, to think that you might be thinking about swapping him out for somebody else when you're having that success, it seems uh, short-sighted. And I, I definitely don't think that that's the road that the Knicks are going to go down. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will get into the NFL. Get into Saquon Barkley's contract. Oh, there's so much being said. What's true? What's not? We'll dive into it next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I don't like this game. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Wanted to talk a little uh, football, right? It's always some time for some football. 82 days until the NFL season kicks off. It will be here before you know it. When the school year starts, everybody has their kids put up the, the little picture with the sign of how many days it is until school's over. I was thinking about putting up a sign on Instagram of how many days it is until school restarts. But 82 days until the NFL season is back. And we have, I think, now reached the part of the – this is the part of the offseason where, as football fans, we are desperate for any little scrap of information, any sliver, any morsel of something football related so and something's got to fill that spot we can't just we can't just eliminate that spot so it's it's not going to be the type of thing where there's no football news today we always can find a way to have some talking point like this is the time of the year where someone will be raving about sam darnold it's like it's like clockwork it's like the swallows returning to capistrano and uh, there was a story the other day about George Kittle. Wow, this Sam Darnold, he's got a lot of talent. There are people in the media, credited media members, saying on the air, not in private, on the air where people can hear them, that Sam Darnold could very well get MVP votes this year. Saying, again, with their outside voice, not the inside. There's a lot of weird things you say with your inside voice that you don't use with the outside voice. Saying Sam Darnold is going to get MVP votes that's a, that's a wild one. That, that, is, that is certainly a hot take. That is certainly one. But I get it because we're desperate for football. We have no football. We want some football. So we come up with things to talk football. And Saquon Barkley is one of those topics that has been certainly a hot one here the last week or so. He's very frustrated about his contract situation. There's talk or questions, could Saquon sit out the season if the Giants don't give him a long-term extent? He's floated the idea that he could sit out the season if he doesn't get a contract. Could he? Will he? 
No, of course not. Much like Sam Darnold is not going to get any MVP votes, Sa- uh, Saquon Barkley is not going to sit out the season. Does anybody think that that's a possibility? I know that there, you always see those headlines. Does anybody read those headlines and think, wow, there's a possibility Saquon Barkley sits out? No, of course not. Now, th- as I said earlier in the show, this is the dance of negotiation. You know how negotiations go. I'll pay this. I won't pay that. This is outrageous. I won't do it. And then at the end of the day, you figure out a deal. And I'm sure that that's what's going to happen here. And for Saquon, he should use any and every tactic he can to get as much as he can. NFL careers are short. Running back careers are even shorter. He has a very small window to cash in. And because of the position he plays, he doesn't have a whole lot of leverage based on how things are laid out with the CBA and the franchise tag and all those type of things. He, he doesn't have a lot of room to really operate. He can make threats, but those, those are pretty much empty threats. What, what good is it if he sat out a year? All he would be doing is costing himself a year of making, in, in the grand scheme of things, really good money. And he is important to the giant offense. He's important to Daniel Jones. But at the end of the day, Saquon Barkley has got to rejoin us here on planet Earth. And what that means is, unfortunately, as a running back, any smart team realizes in the NFL that you don't pay running backs like other positions. As I've said many times, outside of punter and kicker, running back is the least paid position in the NFL. Just simply take a look around. Where where do you think you are? What do you think is going on? And Saquon had a sensational season last year. 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. It was great. He was a major reason for the Giants having the success that they did. But if you take a look at other people who had very good seasons last year, almost identical seasons to Saquon Barkley last year, if you look at at the yards produced last year by running back, Saquon, I think, is fourth. Next down the line is Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was a free agent this year. Was not given the franchise tag by the Eagles. And he got a four-year deal for $25 million. So basically, $6 million a year. And I'm sure it's not four years fully guaranteed 25. I'm sure it's even less than that. That's what the position is now, unfortunately. If you keep going down the list, the next person in terms of yards produced last year at that position, Dalvin Cook, just got cut. Got cut. He's available for anybody. And what kind of contract is he going to get? Is he going to get $10 million? Nope. Can make, can go out on a limb right now and, and say that for sure. And, and take a look. The position, it's well documented at this point. Teams that win don't spend money on their running back. The last 15 years, teams that won the Super Bowl, the average salary for their running back is like a million dollars. So I get what Saquon's saying. I'd like to see him get paid. It, it, it would be great if running backs got paid what they felt like they were worth. But it's like selling your house and getting upset that your house is not selling for a million dollars when all the other houses are selling for 200000 And they're all the same kind of house. Unfortunately, Saquon picked 
the wrong position. Way back when, when he got into football and wanted to be a running back, he didn't see how the future was going to turn out for running backs. So our Jordan Renan had reported that uh, Saquon had turned down a contract that would have been worth up to $14 million with incentives, and I'm sure he wants guaranteed money and not incentive money. But if that's what he's looking for, if he's looking for something where it's fully guaranteed or, or somewhere around the, the, the range of $14 million without incentives, he's delusional. It's not going to happen. And the, the good news for him, I guess, is that he's not alone. Josh Jacobs had a better season last year and is also looking at the franchise tag. So these are examples of why, when we said it at the time, drafting a running back at number two, even if he's as great as Saquon Barkley, is a bad idea. Teams do not put resources into running backs. And you'll hear fans all the time, oh, just sign him. You got to sign him. He's too important. You got to sign him. You got to make sure you sign him. The Giants are not being unfair. They are being realistic. They are living in the real world here on planet Earth. You're not going to give a long-term contract to any running back, certainly not one that's been as injured as Saquon Barkley. Again, you're not paying him for last season. You've paid him for last year. You are paying him for the future. And it's fair to question just how effective he will be moving forward. He's a running back that is explosive and fast, but a running back that relies on explosiveness and speed. And how is that going to age? Injuries take away. If injuries take away some of his athleticism, how is that going to be played? So for his contract to be worth it in a position that does not get paid, not only does he have to stay healthier as he gets older, he has to almost produce significantly higher because the possible replacements are significantly cheaper. So I want to see Saquon be, and I'm sure he is going to be. Again, this is just the dance of negotiation. He should do everything he can to get the best deal that he can. But at the end of the day, he's already looking at what the best deal is. So he can take it now. He can take it later. He can take it sideways, whatever, whatever he wants to do. Whenever he wants to take it, this is kind of the deal. And I'm sure the Giants will make it in a way where It'll probably be two years guaranteed, slightly more money than uh, the, the $10 million because if you franchise him here and you franchise him there, whatever that is, give him a little more to make him feel good, okay, fine. But the idea that he is going to uh, get the deal that he is trying to get or, or, or thinks that he deserves, it's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, he picked the wrong profession and, uh, and the wrong position in that profession. If he had been... Uh, a quarterback, certainly. If he had been a defensive back or a linebacker, okay, maybe. But a running back in this day and age, you don't get paid. And it's not that the Giants aren't being fair. If anybody's being uh, kind of outlandish with what they're expecting, it's Saquon. It's not the Giants. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll uh, wrap up the show. Get ready to hand it off to Ty Butler. Take more of your phone calls, too. Only here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I should tell you, Yankee game rained out tonight. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow at Fenway. I don't think that's enough time to get Aaron Judge back, but you never know. Miracles sometimes do happen. There was that story of that person they thought was dead and it came back to life and there's a miracle there. So 
that could happen. Maybe Aaron Judge's toe can heal in the next 24 hours. No pressure. No pressure. Mets, speaking of no pressure, trail the Cardinals 4-3 as they play in the sixth inning at City Field. Mets were down 4-1 at one point. But uh, Guillermo, Guillerme with a home run there. So uh, Mets uh, finding some offense. Brandon Nimmo with a home run. Mets trailing at 4-3 as they play in the sixth inning here. We've been talking a lot about uh, Saquon Barkley and his contract. We'll get back to the phones here in just a second. 1-800-919-ESPN. I've suggested a movie for Harvey. Actually, two movies. We'll see if uh, Harvey uh, sees either of them by uh, next weekend. If you're looking for more, you know, I used to do a segment on the Saturday show, Harvey. This is before you were, you were part of it. That It was net picks and chill. It was finding things non-sports related that you could sit down with the wife, with a girlfriend on a weekend, get away from the sport. And tonight would be the perfect chance, right? Mets are going to be done here in a little while. Yankees, no game tonight. So you could kind of find something. I was watching. I love documentaries. I say this all the time. They make me feel smart without being smart. I found now that the HBO Max has become Max. Max, it's just Max now. I mean, and talk about what, what are you thinking? You got two names that you're that you're a name. You have one part of it that has a real brand recognition. And then you have another one that's just like a generic name. Could be a name for anything, a person, a dog, anything. And you decide to go with the second one. How you have HBO and you have Max. Why wouldn't you go with HBO? But they didn't. But now that I have that new app and it's a bunch of different things. There's a lot of really good documentaries. There's one on there. It's a documentary series, and it's called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And what's good about it, I'll let you go in fresh. I won't give it too much away. If you're looking for a documentary, not sports-related, it's a very good twist-and-turn kind of documentary. You'll watch the first episode, and you'll think to yourself, ah, I know what this is about. And then when you watch the second episode, It'll make you question everything you saw in the first episode. And then when you watch the third episode, you'll question everything you saw in the first. It's very, it, lots of twists and turns. Lots of twists and turns. So if you're looking for a documentary, if you're like me and you like to feel smart without being smart, there you go. That, that, that's what I could give you. I think it's like six episodes. You can burn through it pretty fast. I don't think the episodes are an hour. Maybe they are. But it, it was so, uh, it was so uh, enthralling that you can uh, burn through it very, very quickly. Much like the show. Three hours just flown by. Harvey's speechless. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's go to Wilson is in Roxbury. Wilson. Hey. How you doing? I'm good, Wilson. What's going on, pal? Not much, man. Hey, listen. Uh, uh, you know what? The Giants are not going to let Saquon Barkley derail the season or be or be some kind of a, you know, distraction like every day asking the same question when is safe one coming there's that they're gonna they're not gonna do it so um if he doesn't sign the franchise tag which i think the giants probably they're even regretting that because i don't think uh you know no 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 running back is gonna make uh 10 million dollars a year but if he doesn't sign the tag he has no leverage whatsoever i really i really do believe that they'll say you know what Saquon man go uh, see if you can get money somewhere else 
Oh, no, I, I don't think that they're going to let him go anywhere else. And, and thanks for the phone call, Wilson. Uh, I, I think that they realize the deal. And it just shows you how little leverage he has that the one thing that he can float out there is preposterous. He's not going to sit out the season. That never, that's not going to work. That didn't work uh, when Le'Veon Bell did it. Didn't, uh, all, all you're doing is, is giving up uh, a, a year of salary for, for nothing. Uh, and, and I get it. It's, t- it's tough for running backs. You see uh, Josh Jacobs. He's kind of floated out there that he has to make a stand for, 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 the, for the future of the position. No, 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 no. You've got to take care of yourself. It, it's, it's noble that you want to think about others in, in that time, but it's a very short shelf life. It's a very short window. He had an incredible season, an even better season than Saquon Barkley had a, a season ago. So he has got to cash in. The NFL stands for not for long, and especially for running backs. The the shelf life is very short, so that's absolutely what he should do. Saquon has got to float out there anything that he can to maybe get a deal done. I'm sure it will get done. Maybe he won't get everything he wants, but a deal will get done. He will be there, and the Giants will have him, and and we'll see if they can build on on a season ago. But if it's up to the teams, the teams want to – I'm sure the Giants would like to just go year to year with them. The, 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 all the leverage is in their court, and the way it's drawn up with the value of that position, it just makes sense that way. Uh, Dwayne is in Virginia. Dwayne, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good. What's going on? Um, well, I have a couple comments and then a question for you. But, sure. All right. So the Mets, the Mets need to win two out of three in this series, or they're sinking. And I'm, I'm not a Mets fan. I love the Yankees. The Yankees are hurting. You know, if they could go around 500 while Judge is gone, it would be great. Um, the question I have for you, I, I'm pretty sure you went to Syracuse. Uh, no, um, I went to St. John's. Big... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, St. John's is great, too. Uh, Chris Mullen. Absolutely. But anyway, um, how, did, how did you become a Dolphins fan? Was it hereditary? Was it passed down no, to you? No. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm I, a Giants I am, fan. Uh, so if you've curious. listened to me for any length of time, Dwayne, you know I'm uh, very much devil's advocate. And that, uh, that's not just an act. That's just who I am as a person. So my dad uh, was an immigrant from Scotland. He became a okay. Mets and Jets fan when he, when he took up the American sports. So he became a Mets fan. Okay. I became a Yankee fan. Got that one right. Took me a little while longer to get into football as a kid. I was much more of a baseball kid, but when I got into football, he was a Jets fan, so I immediately became a Dolphins fan. Oh, just just to spite. Just out of spite. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep, that's that's the way I operate. I got you, Gordon. Yeah, I got you, Gordon. I, I love you guys, man. All right, thank you very much, Dwayne. I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So uh, on Father's Day, here's a story of uh, spiting your father. No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a, 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 a. You know, people hear that story and they think, "Oh, you must have hated your father." No, I, I love it. But we like to have a little, a little back and forth, right? So when I was growing up, I always would hear the Mets are rebuilding. The Mets are going to be really good. They're rebuilding. And then when I got into my teens. The Mets had actually rebuilt. Now, the, the, he was telling me that whether they were rebuilding or not. They were just bad. He, he was the original uh, talking about the trust the process. Uh, there was no real process for a very long time there for the Mets. But then when I was in my high school years and the Mets were good, it was, uh, it was tough. Watching them go to the World Series, seeing them win a World Series, it was disgusting. Luckily for me, I've been out of high school for a very long time. And the Mets have not won another one since. I mean, you hear Yankee fans. Oh, we haven't won since 2009. Mets have not won since 1986. 1986. And I was, I was reading today. Obviously, today is June 17th. Well, June 17th, 1994. 
all the the different things, the, the, the Knicks game, the, the Rangers parade, the OJ chase. And I was doing the math in my head. And I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, what is that? Uh, 29, no, it can't be 29 years ago. And then I'm doing it again. No, it's 20, 29 years ago. So yeah, 86 is even longer than that. So it's been a very long time for the Mets. So uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year either. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Thank you very much to Harvey. Thanks to Julian. Thanks to all the callers. Thanks to all the listeners as well. Ty Butler is coming up next, only right here on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.